0: What if the thing that you're perceiving as a burden or obstacle in your life is actually a symbol of God's faithfulness? That hard marriage, that complicated relational dynamic, the screaming kids, (laughs) the tiring job. Is it possible that maybe, just maybe, If you shift your perspective, you'll see how this thing is actually something that God has worked for the good. That's what we're going to be getting into in today's episode, friends. Is it an obstacle or an opportunity? Let's talk about how reframing your perspective aids in surrender. But before we do, let's pray. Father, I thank you for every opportunity to get to serve your son and daughters. Your sons and daughters, and minister in this way. Thank you so much, Father, that you have called me forth for such a time as this. I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit is just going before me, softening hearts and softening ears, leading the right people to this podcast episode who need to hear it and whose hearts need to be shaped and whose minds need to be regrounded in truth around how you're working in their lives beyond how the circumstances seem. We thank you in advance, Father, for the fruit from this episode. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Are you feeling like it's finally time to break free from trauma and the drama of a past relationship? Do you find yourself searching for scriptures and sermons for ways to heal from past pain and forgive those who gave it? Are you hoping that someday you'll finally have the clarity you need to move on with your life? Well, you have found the right place. In this podcast, you're going to find clarity, sis, you're going to gain confidence, you're going to find new strength. And that's all going to be done through scripture, tips, resources, and coaching so that you can start to live a more fulfilling life. Grab your journal, sis. Let's get to work. I want to invite you to join me for a one-on-one coaching session. In this session, we're going to first define forgiveness because I do find that many women and men struggle with even knowing what they think forgiveness truly is. Second, we're gonna gain some clarity on where you currently are in the process of of forgiveness. And then third, we're gonna work together on your next step towards freedom so you can finally move on from the pain. If you want to take advantage of this, head on over to a radical relationship.com backslash forgiveness coaching to get started. Also, maybe, just maybe, if you're listening to this episode the day that it drops, you are in for a treat come Friday morning where I may be, maybe dropping a flash sale with coaching sessions. Mm, free maybe maybe I don't know I don't know you'll have to be on the email list to find out (laughs) all right y'all let's get into this episode so uh, recently I was at an annual retreat for my job and one of the things that they wanted us to, one of the exercises that they wanted us to do while we were there, uh, they wanted us to bring something that would be significant of how God has shown up or shown himself to us this year. And he actually called it a stone of remembrance. And I know that that has some biblical context, but I don't know exactly where it is. So you're if, if you're intrigued by that. Go find out what passage the Stones of Remembrance comes from maybe an exodus. And so they said, Hey, bring, you know, an actual stone or just something that's representative of how God has shown up, how he's shown you himself in this year. And so, um, I, you know, had been telling Aaron, like, man, I got to get a stone. And Aaron actually likes to collect stones, especially when we go on vacation. So he had plenty of stones to actually choose from. So I ended up taking one of his favorites. And then I just started just kind of talking through with him a little bit, like, hmm, what should I share about um, what God has shown me this year? What direction do I want to take that in? You know, like, where's my heart with that response? And so um, as I started to think about it, And even more so, like in the moments leading up to sharing about this stone of remembrance, the Lord really just put on my heart and reminded me of how much my current marriage is um, such a stone of of remembrance. And my current marriage is such a reminder of God's faithfulness and how he has shown up in our lives. And the reason that I, I bring that up on this episode where we're talking about, Reframing perspective is because, uh, for the first maybe six months of our marriage, Aaron didn't have a job, and so it, it that felt like something to be prayed through. That felt like something that needed to be overcome. That felt like an obstacle. That was okay. We gotta tough this out, and we gotta get through this. But as I thought about this stone of remembrance and sat there pondering, you know, exactly what I wanted to share for this exercise, I was reminded about a time when I grieved because I didn't have a husband that. Um, Made me feel wanted I didn't have a husband that I felt like wanted to spend time with me I had a husband that Everything else um, Seemed like the priority But me And so um, what the Holy Spirit Was really just showing me Is how he had given me time Back, time that I had lost Time that I had grieved For us to be able to have This special time together um, Of not just him not having a job but him just being able to be around in a capacity that he wouldn't have with the full time job for us to just be able to really get grounded and solidified and have that firm foundation in our first few months of marriage. And it's really cool because, um, you know, there's so much that we learned about how to work well together and persevere together through that time, but also, uh, just so many more memories that were made, right. From being able to share that time because I work from home. So literally all day, every day we're here together, um, being each other's support system in the ways that we needed to. So, it was just such a sweet reminder that, man, I, I was looking at something as if it was an obstacle that needed to be overcome. But if I just shifted my perspective, you know, and turned to the side a little bit and squinch my eyes, <laughs> I could actually see that like, man, this was actually a really sweet opportunity. This was actually something that God had given me back from something that I had lost. And for that, I am grateful. So with that, for the bulk of today's episode, I really want to talk about Jesus being on the cross. <laughs> and I want to take a journey through some of the different perspectives that could have been present with people close to him during this time, during those, that three-day period specifically. So when he was crucified, there were probably so many emotions for those three days, right? So let's just put this into perspective from the 12 disciples' vantage point. This guy came into your life claiming to be the Messiah that people have been waiting on for years. So he comes on the scene saying, I'm him, the one that the scriptures of old talked about, the one that you've all been waiting for. I am him. Okay, that's not weird. He comes across your path while you're out doing all of these ordinary duties, you know, you're fishing or something, and he invites you to leave everything and join him on this mission to change the world. I mean, it's the greatest mission of all time, right? So, you being fully convinced in that moment, you leave everything, job. Family, loved one, security, home, structure, right? In today's time, it'd be the equivalent of literally selling everything you have at a moment's notice to go follow this, say, Christian influencer <laughs> who claims to have a great call from God and wants to know if you will join them in doing the Lord's work, right? But in order to join them, you have to leave everything. You won't have a definite place to stay. Y'all are sort of just going to figure things out as you go from place to place and as the spirit leads. There's no guaranteed income. This person just promises to provide for you and that you'll be taken care of. And for some weird reason, you agree. (laughs) You feel the spirit's leading and you know it sounds crazy, or rather, it is crazy. But deep down, you know you have to do this. So you leave everything. You follow this man for three years or this woman for three years and now they're killed and they warned you that this would happen. In Jesus's case, he foretells them of the events to come and they still had a hard time accepting the reality that he must be crucified. I can only imagine how much love they had for him and how overwhelming that idea was. Not only that he had to die, but that he had to die the kind of death that he died, right? That it had to be as horrendous as it was, Peter, <laughs> my guy Peter, even goes as far as to retaliate by cutting a man's ear off, y'all. And Jesus now has to put the man's ear back on and tell Peter to calm down. <laughs> okay, down, down, boy, because these things have to happen. And so the plans proceed and he's crucified. So now let's chat through three different perspectives. And I want to know which one of these you feel is your current perspective of your situation. Whatever it is, tell me which one of these do you feel like you align with? I want to hear about this in the Facebook group. One, the first perspective is the doubters. You have the people who are like, well, so much for that. Right. Because if he was truly the Messiah, there's no way he would let these people take him out like this. Right. Like this guy who just got murdered is supposed to be a king. This guy who just got crucified along with two thieves is a king. He's supposed to be the savior of the world and he can't even save himself. No way. Right. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make logical sense. These are the people who can't see at all with their spiritual eyes. They can only see what's in front of them. Well, what's the definition of faith? According to Hebrews 11, faith is the confidence and what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Again, Faith is confidence in what we hope for. We're confident that this thing is going to come about, that this hope that we have is going to come about. And it's the assurance we feel sure of this, even though we can't not see it, even though it doesn't look like it, even though the, the signs don't point to it, even though it makes no logical sense, I believe this, that's faith. So by definition, perspective number one, the doubters, they are literally faithless. They have no faith. They are without faith. They do not have assurance in what they cannot see. They're only guided by what they can see. And I'm hoping that as I share this perspective, that naturally you're seeing the problem with this, right? So that's person number one. That's the doubter. Is that you? Person number two. The second type of person has some hope, but right now they're deeply grieved and they just, they just want to wait and see what happens. They don't want to lean in. They don't want to, you know, get too caught up in the hope. They do believe that it can happen, but they just want to wait and see. They don't want to get their hopes up. They're not saying he is the Messiah, but they're not saying he's not right? (laughs) Their emotions are sort of leading the way. So they don't want to get too crazy again with their hope just in case it doesn't work out. Even though they believe this resurrection can happen, they just don't know if it will happen. These are the people that like to play it safe. Secretly, they're hoping it does happen, right? But again, they don't want to lean into that too much. These people are pragmatic. These people are practical. These people are me. <laughs> I'd be like, child, just find me over here until the Lord shows up. And if you don't show up, I'm going to still be here. But in the meantime, I'm going to just wait and see. That's me, unfortunately. In Hebrews 11, we see scripture begin to document for us people who live by faith. And there's something here that I want to point out to the practical people like myself. Verse 13 says, all these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them, welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them from a distance. Hello. So if they were still living by faith when they died, even though they had not received the promise, then that means that their faith was not contingent on the promise being realized in their lifetime. Their faith wasn't about them being able to see and feel and touch it. Their faith was just about the fact that God would do it whether or not they were the ones that got to realize it. Hello, their faith rested in how they responded to the promise with just the very next action. It wasn't their faith proved to be real when the thing actually happened. No, the faith was in how they responded in the meantime. In faith, Noah built the ark. In faith, Abraham left home and went on a journey to a foreign land. Sarah was able to bear children because in faith, she believed that God would keep his promises. She didn't believe she could get pregnant, right? She laughed when they told her that she was going to bear a child because she was too old. But what she did believe was that God would keep his promises. And so unlike you and I, then there are our type threes, which these people of faith were. These type three people, they had the crazy faith. These are the people that are slick, excited about what has just happened because it simply confirms that things are moving forward. These are the people who, who see Jesus getting crucified and being laid to death. And they're like, yes, praise God. The mission is moving forward. The scriptures are being fulfilled. These are the people who you can't just convince to be realistic because they know what they know, what they know. Okay. Okay. They feel it in the (laughs) shot. Jesus is getting up on the third day and everything is about to be different. These are the people who say, I have no idea how it's going to happen. I just know what the Lord said. So I know it's going to be all right. These are the people that say, I don't know if the desire is going to be fulfilled in the way that I envisioned it. I just know that God causes all things to work together for the good. And I know that God is not a man that he should lie. So the only thing that can happen is for God to breathe on these dry bones and bring them to life. So I ask you, which one are you? Are you the doubter? Right. Who just can't seem to see beyond what's in front of you. Are you the person who, you know, wants to ride the wave a little bit? You're a little bit in between. I believe he can. I don't know if he can. Just don't want to get my hopes up. We'll see. Well, are you the third person that's all in with the crazy faith that says God is going to do what he said that he was going to do? Whether I see it in my lifetime or not, he did not lie. If you're anything other than person number 3, then we need to chat. Because what's holding you back from crazy faith? Is it past disappointment? Is it the thought? Is it that the thought of being disappointed is too much for you to bear? Is it that you can't imagine life beyond the current circumstance, or even that you can't imagine a life where you're content without a certain circumstance. What is it? Whatever it is, I want you to head on over to the Facebook group and I want you to share your thoughts from this episode. And really honestly, let us know how we can be praying for you. If you're any person other than person number three, let us know what you feel is getting in the way. And if you feel like you don't know what's getting in the way, we need to chat. I'll see you in the Facebook group. Until next time, folks, I'm out. Hey, girl, hey. If you enjoyed today's episode, sis, chances are there are other women just like you who would enjoy it too, but they won't know about it unless we actually tell them, okay? So if you don't mind helping me spread the word, will you take 30 seconds to leave a review of the show and then screenshot this episode and share it with your friends wherever you like to hang out? It really would mean so much to me. All right, go and review those journal notes. I'll meet you back here next week for another session.